what is up everybody welcome back to another edition of chris aiken presents i of course am chris aiken that dude over there that's mr eric farantinos eric how are you doing great chris back from the 80s rock invasion look at weekend. you look and at I you survived. Just, just tearing it up with mr steven piercy i assume it was a good weekend it was the That's show cool. went on. I thought it wasn't going to happen because of the rain, un right. unforeseen rain I was telling you about that that morning on Saturday. Sure. Well, we'll get to all that here in a bit, but we are not going to waste any time. We have a guest waiting to get on this show. He was so anxious that he was here before the show even started. Wow. That's how much he wants to be on the show. That's the kind of friends we'd like to have. That's right. And plus, if I'm not mistaken, and he could tell us for sure, but I think he's playing with our mutual friend, our our show friend, Brandon Paul. Right? Mm -hmm. Is that right? That's I think what I'm hearing. That's what I'm hearing, too. So we can um we can explore all that the guy's name is kurt dimer he is um he's going to be out on tour for the next probably two months and depending on what kind of music you like you should be able to see him because he's going to be on tour with skid row and buck cherry that's when i'm going to see him here in cleveland and then he's going to be back on tour in october with mushroom head so musically diverse and his music definitely fits both styles so why don't we do this? Let's give everybody a taste of Kurt's music, and then we'll bring Kurt in, and we'll get right down to this shit, shall we? So let's we go. Shall. Let's go, then. This is Burn Together. This is Kurt Dimer, and we'll be back with Kurt right after this. It's Chris Hager Presents. Nothing is private. No landline in the room. Secrets are hacked. Wait. Down, you don't have to believe. Can't let it break you. You know the remedy I need. Make it all feel brand new. Burn together. Feel the pain when we are all one. We can sustain. Burn together. Fight as one. It's the only. Right, that is going to be some good listening here when we get to uh, get to the tour. But right here to talk all about it is Kurt. Not just the new single "Doom," but like that song that we played there and everything that you've got online, man. Great stuff. Yeah, that that song burned together about forty, fifty pounds ago. <laughs> but th thanks for reminding me. It's always good to have that motivation. But yeah, that that song uh, it's one of the first we put out videos we put out and. Uh, obviously that was uh jeff tate along with me so we we did that uh burn together featuring jeff tate and might have another little surprise coming here soon so tell us about uh, jeff tate like how he got involved with this tune well my uh management back in it was uh 2021 um was uh andy gold and paul gargano okay. and paul gargano is really good friends with the tates and as we were kind of planning out what our first tour would be, how we start to present ourselves to the world, I haven't been touring two years yet until September. Uh, 
they set up a meeting and the Tates came into LA and uh, we met for dinner one night and we put together a plan for us to open up for them on about 40 plus dates starting in September of uh, 21. And then we agreed that I wanted him on this song burn together because I thought my voice along with his offsetting each other, telling the tale of the demise of the modern family um, would just be so appropriate. And he agreed to come on board and be featured on that song and then shoot the music video. And then we uh, headed out on tour. So very so cool. that's how it all came together through Paul Gargano. So thank you, Paul. Very nice. Well, dude, speaking of Jeff, and, and we'll get to Kurt Dimer in a minute, but speaking of yeah. Jeff, from everything I've heard, he can be difficult to work with. How was he to work with? Was he easy to work with? Or, or... Yeah. yeah, he uh, flew in. We uh, rode out to the desert together, and that video we shot, it was 116 degrees that day out Oof. in Palmdale, and uh we were out at Eclectic West and it was brutal. And he just went there. I mean, we're shooting this video and he's in the, in the dome and everything singing at the top of his lungs, you know, even though it's a music video, it was just amazing. And we became friends and, you know, it's, you know, you, you treat people with respect, you get respect back. And Jeff and I get along great. Uh, when we went on tour, I even got invited on the bus a few times and, uh, we're just we still stay in touch now and uh, might be doing something else here in the future very good man well dude obviously man a, a lot of the people that are hearing hearing and seeing you here with us for the first time are probably going who is this guy you know <laughs> so why don't we start yeah, here? The, why don't we yeah exactly who the fuck's so, kurt dimer yeah exactly so who the yeah. fuck is kurt dimer i guess that that's be the your shirts question. at the show you should sell those who the fuck's <laughs> kurt that's dimer yeah yeah, yeah. <laughs> I got that's another one I'll add to my arsenal because I got some, <laughs> some pretty crazy T-shirts coming. But no, uh, Kurt Dimer is just this guy who grew up uh, his whole life, uh, kind of doing what everybody told him he can't do. Uh, I started working young. I figured out how to graduate high school without studying. Uh, went to college. I partied my ass off for a few years. I was in a ba playing around in bands around where I was going to school at University of Cincinnati. And a couple before that, it took me like three colleges to get out. And uh, then I met met my kid's mom. I have three boys, uh, 28, 27, and 17, all the same mom. But I met her young. We got married young, and she helped straighten my ass out. I got out of my, my degree, and then I ended up getting a master's degree in management and marketing from uh because i worked in the oil business for chevron and stuff but so i kind of laid the music down my creative side down i had a lot of anxiety and panic stuff when i was young and i couldn't figure out what it was so i self-medicated like many do and got that didn't work and then i finally figured out my brain didn't make serotonin had to figure that all out on my own through my 20s and by the end of my 20s i figured out how to get a serotonin uptake inhibitor in my brain. And now I feel have felt like a normal human being ever since the late nineties, uh, that has normal functioning serotonin right. level and started my own oil companies in 1999 above my garage with money. I raised from buying and selling real estate because I wasn't handed anything in life. Um, but I wasn't born into money and, uh, 
took care of my parents and my sister and my dad as they passed away in the decade of 2010 to 20, lost both of them. And I went to go uh, for my oil brand, Starfire. I went down to uh, shoot a cameo to present the check to the winner in a movie called Trading Paint, starring John Travolta and Shania Twain and Toby Sebastian from Game of Thrones. And the next thing you know, they're taking pictures of me and they cast me. They say, we need a speaker to be the track announcer at the end of the movie and interview the winner in the winner's circle. Awesome. So how could, how could I not do that? It looked, I, I look for signs in life all around me and I'd lost my dad, my sister. She was a theater person and she could have been on the voice. She has the operatic, like a Jeff Tate voice, but a female, just crazy. And I said, yeah, and I learned my lines. And the next thing I know, I'm shooting a scene with John Travolta and he's we're talking through it. And I end up in the movie and then I get cast in Halloween in 2018. I get killed by Michael Myers. I'm the bald guy in the gas station. Teeth come out of my mouth. (laughs) So I'm like, okay, there's my sign. And uh, (laughs) so I I started weaning out. I I go, I'm going to go back and do it. My kids are older now. I've raised my kids. I've been there for them all the way. And now I'm going to go back and do what I wanted to do when I was 20, when I'd see Ozzy and Randy Rhodes, or I saw Iron Maiden with Paul in the band, you know, before Bruce and all those bands. And I said, man, I want to be on there and feel that energy, but I'm too nervous. So now that I had figured all that out and it was the right timing and I conquered and created companies that people told me I couldn't do, well, I'm going to go fight this battle and I'm going to get go back and do the music I wanted to do. So I hooked up with a writer friend, of uh, Ben Trexel in Alabama, when I was shooting more uh, smaller projects to get more acting under my belt. And uh, he had a few songs and he sounded like a wedding singer on them. And I'm like, let me sing the way I used to sing back in the day. And we did three songs. We kept writing songs. Burn Together was one of them. And... Uh, Took it out to L.A. And this is about 2019 when I got back into the vocal singing and being a front man. Right. And took it out 2020 to L.A., a demo under the name of Bald Man. And COVID had just started. And my management at the time, this was pre-Paul and Andy, um, said, let's get this remixed. Because David Bendith had done the Bald Man uh, demo and... He said, let's take it to somebody in L.A., one of the one of the mixers out here. And Chris Lord Algie agreed to look at it. Wow. He liked my style, the way I tell a story. Him and I went out to dinner at Monty's out there by Woodland Hills or out wherever it is. That's his, one of his favorite places. And him and I become great friends. He took me under his belt. He just said, let me show you how we can develop you and develop your voice. And I couldn't sing worth a shit. You know, I just, I hadn't <laughs> sung in 30 years. Right. And, uh, he said that little cover you and Ben, Ben wanted me to do have a cigar. And I'm like, I don't know. I don't know if I'm feeling the have a cigar vibe the way Ben and I were doing it. And Chris said, let me show you how we're going to do have a cigar. And this is after we had formed our relationship and he was believing in my original demo stuff. Okay. And I came back uh, into a studio and I listened to the guitar solo, or I think I was at my studio in Woodland Hills and I heard this solo and it just blew me the blew me the fuck away. And I go, Chris, who is that? And he finally told me it was Phil X 
you know, plays in Bon Jovi. Right. And that's how Phil and I met. And then Phil and I shot that music video you'll see on YouTube for Habits. That's the first time Phil and I met that day. Wow. And uh, that's how it all, I got back into it and the rest. Phil and I started writing together. Phil played out the first several tours with us because we had written a lot of the music that you hear now. Sure. Or what we had recreated that Ben and I wrote. So that's kind of in a nutshell how everything kind of got to where we are today. And I'm talking to you folks. So right on, man. Well, dude, it, it's it's interesting. You know, me and you and my from you and I from hearing your story, we're sort of kindred spirits in that I I got hurt on a job, and that's when I learned to be very productive. And since then written six books, started three businesses, you know, doing the yeah. same, the same thing. Yeah. And, and literally right now I've just kind of decided that, yeah, I still have the businesses, but I want to, I want to do this, you know, right. be interviewing right. bands and be doing entertainment. That's just what I decided to do. And I'm doing right. it for me. There's no better joy in the world than the other stuff's great. Don't get me wrong. And I'm sure you're, right. you're probably in the same oh, yeah. boat. You're, you're probably thrilled with the oil companies and when they do success, when they are successful. Right. But there's nothing more passionate that you can get into than the passion project that the rest of your life has allowed you to do. Do you feel the same way? Oh, you've hit, you hit the nail on the head, man. It's just like, I, I, I why my kids were, I was raising my kids. I started this in 99. They were little guys, little guys at that time. And I worked nine to nine at 12, 15 hours a day. I wrote every order. I started the whole company by myself. And now we have over a hundred something employees and a big blend plant up in Pennsylvania and big distribution that distributes all over the world. We supply all of Jamaica for their government, all their oil. I mean, we're all over the world now. And I started this thing above my garage and everybody said, you can't do that. You can't do that. <laughs> and then I was just like, okay, well, I built it. And I was, I told uh, Darren Ward, my good friend, who was kind of my side by side on the whole thing. Once I felt comfortable enough that he knew enough now, now I just started weaning myself out. And I said, look, man. And he's like, you're not going to do movies. You're, you're not going to be able to make it in a row. I'm like, dude, I'm a free spirit. I've done all this. You wouldn't be here if I didn't take the chance. That's I'm right. going to go do what I want to do. And my companies will be worth more money. If you're not relying on me to sell, I should only be involved in the big decisions now. And right. he keeps me abreast of stuff and I don't worry about it at all. And I focus on my music and my acting and that's it. Good. Which blows it. everybody's minds away in the oil business, but you know what? <laughs> right. Fuck, fuck them. They said I couldn't build my company, and now they're all afraid of us. So fuck them. I don't care. Dude, so, it, <laughs> it, it, it's so it's so amazing too how many, and, and I went through the exact same thing. So many people said, "Oh, what are you doing? You're wasting your time. You're going to lose your house. You're going to go right, broke." Right, That's right. all I heard for for. My dad told me, "You you try to go be a rock star, you're going to be living under a bridge." Right. Yeah. Exactly. <laughs> but see, the beauty of the beauty of my dad is he had a shrine of all my oil when he was bedridden his last few years, and he was my biggest fan in the oil, but he. And I know he knows because he's with me all the time that I do the rock thing now. But my sister and my dad both passed before I got back into this, which is the other odd thing, because it's like their spirits. She was the big musician thespian. He was a big 
sang in the church choir, baritone, corporate guy. And I just know they're with me, you know, and now I'm like doing all the things they love to do that everybody told me I couldn't do. So. Right on, man. Well, speaking, speaking of your dad, you have the song, My Dad, which is super personal. I mean, that's, you talk about laying it out there. That is about as, <laughs> that yeah. is as roadmap as it gets, which is difficult. I, I know. And again, I write books and I write books about me and, you know, it's difficult to put yourself yeah. out there like that, especially for you, I would imagine in a very tough situation like that. Talk a little bit about this song and specifically about sharing that piece of your world with anybody that hears it. Well, I mean, I wouldn't even first and foremost be able to write a, a song like that or, or present it to the world like that if it wasn't for my dad and the way he was. Um, you know, I was very fortunate to have a dad who always supported me. Was he the smartest on certain things in life? No, but who is? And, uh, but he always was there for me. He took care of me when I was uh, going through my panic stuff when I was young and doing a lot of that white stuff, if you will. <laughs> my dad was always there to help me and bail, you know, bail me out of trouble and keep me, just keep pushing me to get out of this rut. And, you know, I was sitting one night, I think it was like 2020 and, uh, I'm just, or maybe mid to night. 2019 and i'm just on my back porch at the time i was drinking beer i don't drink beer anymore but it, it was uh just sitting there had a good little buzz at two in the morning and that's exactly the words that came out of my brain in like 15 minutes and those that's the one song that i haven't gone back and changed any lyrics on so that was a 15 minute brain dump looking up at the sky my dad feeling a little down drinking beers having a few smokes and that's the song you hear and then phil and chris did the rest with me and made, turned it into what it is so go ahead eric no that's that's uh that's awesome <laughs> I mean, you know uh, go ahead go it, ahead. and we we all we all have someone we've lost who's meant a lot to us and it doesn't have to mm -hmm. just be to a dad it could be to a sister i could do that easily it could be to your mom it could be to a great friend it could be to just anybody in your life and I wanted to share my emotion and how much I appreciated that person and then wanted to share that with the world. And the only thing we got to do is keep spreading it because I think it will touch lives all over the world. It's just getting it out there. So right on. That well, was man, my whole intention there. Well, speaking of getting it out there, man, I have to imagine, and, and I'm guessing and tell me I'm wrong if I'm wrong, but I'm imagining the hardest part about being Kurt Dimer is getting the music out there for a number of reasons. Obviously, the first is the oversaturation of the market in general. There's just so much music out there right now. It's really hard to break through. But I think for you, you specifically, the hardest part has to be that you don't fit nicely in any box. You're not, you're not a metal guy. You're not a rock guy. You're, or maybe you, you are a metal guy. You are a rock guy. There is a country element sort of thing in there. There's like a 69 eyes goth element to your voice. I mean, you fit a lot of places, but not fully in any of them. How has it been finding the audience? Well, every time we go out, we've toured with Jeff Tate. Then our next tour was with Ingve Malmsteen. I took on that. They're like, right. why are you going out with just a shredder? Right. And they're all just going to want to go see Ingve just shred. 
but we came away from that tour and everybody's like thank god you guys were here we got to watch Ingve do his thing and then we got to hear this new kick-ass rock band that just i can't even pigeonhole you anywhere but we're so thankful and then we went out with drowning pool and got the same thing and uh now we're going out with i think an even better match with buck cherry and skid row and then mushroom heads hard but every time we play somewhere because we're unique and different and we just rock it out and my band just brings it people right now speaking of your band one of my friends is apparently playing with you brandon paul is that brandon paul he is our yeah he's the newest uh, member of the band what i've i've really been wanting to find a cohesive unit because i really loved it when i was younger to go see the same guys and these bands that we go go. to yes agreed i think it's very important and i knew Phil and I had our two years. We did great things together. We're brothers. I appreciate and love him more than anything. But he's he's with Bon Jovi. He belong. He's on the big stage, and I I felt really bad having him have to go play some of these smaller places. And I'm trying to build my band where it's the same people. So now we've got Dango on drums, Dango Tillen, um, Brendan Hengel on bass. He's my music director now. Brandon Paul on vocals and guitar and then Sammy Bowler uh, as my lead guitarist. So that's the band you should see from now on because they're all in it to win it with me now. And uh, they know what we got to do. So yeah, but Brandon's awesome. In fact, Brandon and I uh, just finished our acoustic version of doom because we have radio stations that want to hear us play doom acoustic. So we're going to shoot a video around the fire pit tonight of us doing doom acoustic me and brandon paul so I'll, make sure I'll that make his sure hair doesn't catch it. fire to, to yeah yeah. Hair. yeah well aquanet is what killed all my hair back to the <laughs> <laughs> i was pulling it all up spraying that shit all over and then i'm like why am i losing my hair at 20 and I'm like, <laughs> now i look like a I have a cul-de-sac. Let's just park some cars up here. <laughs> <laughs> I know nice. that tune. <laughs> so now I just shave it off every every couple of days. Right on, man. Well, dude, since you mentioned the Skid Row Buck Cherry tour, uh, you know that's that's like the next thing that comes up. Starts um starts at what in a two weeks, right? Oh no, actually, uh, we're rehearsing all day today, tonight, tomorrow. Then we head out tomorrow night. And okay. We play the ha- House of Blues in Dallas on Thursday. Okay. Wow. Excellent. Well, I know you're here in like two and a half weeks. Maybe that's where I'm messing it up, but cause you're in, yeah. Cle- I'm in Cleveland. You're here on the ninth, I believe. Is that at the Roxino or at the Roxino? Yeah. 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 I think that's, I'd have to look at my master tour, but yeah, I think it's the ninth. Yeah. We're, cause, yeah, cause I, we're at the, yeah, we're at the Rose music center in Huber Heights. I think the day before that. Okay. But yeah. So you're coming out to the Cleveland show? I'm coming to the Cleveland show, absolutely. Right. <laughs> that's gonna be awesome, that's gonna man. be a lot of fun. And and for a lot of one, I you know, discovering your music, I definitely want to see you guys perform. I've seen Buck Cherry and Skid Row a million times, but I've never seen Skid Row with Eric in it. So I, right. I'm anxious to see, like probably like every other Skid Row fan, to see how he fits so it's going to be an exciting yeah. i think it's going to be an exciting show and probably well, chris is talking about show. eric eric groanwall ladies and gentlemen not yeah not not this eric <laughs> you were confused yeah and brandon paul my guitarist says eric is just phenomenal singer so i can't wait to hear him perform he just, he just i'm pretty good but i'm mostly known for my guitar work 
Um, <laughs> no, I'm Eric from Skid Row. Oh, <laughs> yeah, that's that's what he said. He, he just said he's never heard somebody sing like that. Not taking anything away from you, Eric, the guitarist. <laughs> Thank <laughs> you very the, much. Which, by the way, it's a pleasure to meet you, man. Love, pleasure love to meet your you work. too. Yeah, Kurt, yeah. Thank you so much for coming on today. Well, well, Kurt, how did you guys end up on this on the Skid Row tour? We'll start with that one. How'd you end up? Did it just a tour uh, manager or what? Oh, my management. Uh, I my manager now is Brian Wheat, who's the bass player oh, in Tesla, right. and then Dean Robson. Uh, they co co manage me, who also manages Tesla with Brian, and uh, my booking agent now is Andrew Goodfriend from TKO, and that's who book this tour and hook that up and the mushroom head tour and we're working on some other stuff right now as well so but that's how it all came about sure uh, let, let, let's let, go ahead Eric. Uh, well you know not to not to derail the whole thing but i was really interested in some of the movie talk sure like specifically for our, the horror fans and stuff that i thought the halloween thing you were talking about is pretty awesome what tell us more about like the the experience on the halloween set like was it some was it the same people that worked on the earlier movies was this um rob zombies was it was it his version oh no this this was the official sequel to the first halloween oh wow this john was going Car way back john carpenter oh. yeah oh hell yeah okay. so then david Dor david gordon green and danny i'm not i'm i know i just can't remember his last name but they uh got with john carpenter and this is the official sequel with um, jamie lee curtis from the original one that uh, had come out back in the late 70s and there did three of them they did the one i was in then halloween kills and halloween ends so it was that trilogy so yes. i'm in, i'm in one of the four real john carpenter halloween movies officially so wow. i'm on a short list of kills which is cool as fuck and uh <laughs> I'm the gas station attendant. If you guys want to watch it, it's 2018. Jamie Lee Curtis and James right. Drew Courtney plays um, Michael Myers. But we filmed my scene at a gas station in South Carolina. This is the, you know, granted the second movie I'm in now. You know, it's a whirlwind at this point. And I show up there. They go, okay, you're going to get killed by Mike, which I knew that, but I didn't. I didn't know. Am I going to be fighting him? Am I? I had no clue. But then I had to sit in the prosthetic uh, chair with Christopher Nelson, who did the mask, and he made this whole broken jaw, ripped up mouth, face. That took about three hours to get it on, about an hour to get it off, and I had to walk around all day with a big towel over my head because they didn't want the public to see this because they right. knew it was going to be epic kill. I ended up in prosthetic magazines, signing autographs at horror conventions of my picture, my kill, awesome. the teeth came out of my mouth. I just sit like that position for four hours while they snapped thousands of photos. And then, he, then they were going to put a dummy on the gurney when they rolled out the me as a victim. And I go, you got this all over me. Put me on the gurney, zip me up in the body bag and make it real. They're like, <laughs> really you'll do that that's i go yeah why not but you just spent three hours on this shit and I, i'm gonna lay on the gurney i want to see what it feels like to be zipped up in a body bag while i'm alive <laughs> you know 
so did that you breathe I, in that thing what was did they have like uh oh, it was in the back or what no it was quick enough though you know they just needed to film it being wheel they wanted to show the zip up and then we and then they get you right out of it they're so worried about your safety so so while i'm doing that and i'm sitting in the gas station i'm sipping through a straw coke all day because i can only drink a can of out of a can i can't eat and james jude courtney's sitting there with his michael myers fame we're just sitting in there talking about our cats and our families and just our kids and then we go and you know it's just crazy and we became and we became good friends and then i decided i'm gonna do my own horror franchise so for you eric uh i my uh, my buddy kevin wayne and i who's an actor from alabama who i'd done some smaller projects with i said let's do a horror franchise so we have Hellbilly Hollow coming out, which is my horror franchise. And it features me as a crazy, psychotic motherfucker. And Kevin is my brother, and his name is Tickles, if that tells you anything. <laughs> and we are just crazy nutbags. And we lived at this uh, haunted uh, attraction called Hellbilly Hollow for a month in two trailers. And we went out and filmed this thing, you know, to get... I wanted to just learn how to take my lumps and how the whole process worked. So this film's being sold right now, so it'll be coming out, and I'll let you guys know when I know where. And then this March, I went to Altadena, California. I was out there for a month, and I have my first movie that I star in alongside Lynn Shea from Insidious and Bill Mosley from The Devil's Rejects and all oh, yeah. the Rob Zombie movies. So Lynn, Lynn and Bill and I star in this movie that we just shot in March, which will be coming out soon. There's a big buzz around it. And I have a new character um, that we're introducing to the world called the Grog. So I play the Grog. There's the nice. Grog right awesome. so, we have some, we have so, yeah. some interesting characters too, uh, surprisingly on our show. Uh, <laughs> a couple of evil villains. One's uh, Sugar Smack. That um, sure. he actually tortures Chris. He uh, oh, sends him. He sends him riddles, and if Chris can't solve them, uh, he has to eat what's ever in the package that Sugar Smack sends him. And it ain't good. Oh, it's never good. And it ain't good. He has you to do, do one today. Yeah. Oh, real. Very cool. And, uh, I would love well, a, I would love that shit. Yeah. Yeah. Tune in for the rest of the episode. You'll see it. Yeah, exactly. Oh, oh, it's gonna be on this episode. It's cool. on this episode, so you'll see the horrible sugar smack. <laughs> and if you like what you see and you, you, you think he'd be good in a movie or a voiceover, <laughs> let him know. Well, we we've already got Hellbilly Hollow 2 written and uh sure. we're just waiting to see what's I'm talking about the sequel, picture. Kurt. I'm talking about the sequel. Okay, all right. <laughs> or we'll just do a little sh maybe he can be in one of my music videos I need to shoot in November. There you go. December. We'll do a little shook <laughs> sugar talking. smack shit. Sugar smack and make an appearance. I'm gonna be so pissed if I've been doing this shit for twenty whatever years and sugar smack gets in a movie before me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, well, <laughs> Maybe we'll do a little package deal. There we go. Yeah, well, dude, package. let's let's kind of let's let's wind down a little bit. Let's talk about the most recent single, um, Doom. Um, great song, great video. Thank you. Thank um, you. Talk a little bit about it, and um, you know how how it came to be. I, for people that don't know, it is being featured in your movie. Um, yeah, Hellbilly Hollow. It's Hellbilly Hollow. Yeah. It, did the song come before the movie or is the song based out of what you had created with the movie? 
Well, the song came because the movie's there, and we have this big scene at the end that's very epic, kind of like the end of Devil's Rejects, and I wanted something powerful, and yeah, a lot of my songs that you, you can stream anywhere are in the Hellbilly Hollow movie, the soundtrack's about seven of them, along with cool. two other bands. Um, so it, the movie came first, and I needed to write a song, so... Again, I'm sitting there in my studio here in Ohio and late at night, still when I drank beer and I look like I did in the Burn Together video. But uh, I'm just writing and I start writing these words and I I wanted it to be powerful, explosive, like something nobody's heard, like kind of when ACDC came out with Bon Scott and you never heard a voice like that and it caught on and it's just like rock and roll in your face. And... I wanted to write lyrics that didn't necessarily that doom is part of the movie. A lot of people are experiencing doom, but I also wanted to write lyrics that made people think in real life and real life struggles. Like, you know, I had back when I was younger or people on heroin or people uh, just doing th pain pills and all that stuff right. that that can take you to the dark side of life and can create instant doom. Look at all the fentanyl deaths. Look at all the drug deaths. One day you're alive and well, the next day it's doom and gloom for everybody. So I wanted to subtly touch on that, maybe make people think and just tell the tale. If you can tell fire to consume, check, you know, it's a little bit subtly about heroin. I don't want to throw it in people's face, but doom can come from, letting all these evil things into our lives so right but on, that's man. how that all came about yeah very cool well we're gonna play we're gonna play a piece of it here for in a second but before cool. we do why don't you throw out those plugs where should we tell people to go to keep up with you to buy merch to buy singles on albums etc yeah oh we're our debut uh double albums coming out next year chris lord algae and i are finishing that so you that's coming but you can go to kurt dimer d-e-i-m-e-r.com you can buy merch there you can come to our show buy sell i meet everybody at all the shows you can follow me at kurt dimer d-e-i-m-e-r on instagram facebook join the fam club on facebook the kurt dimer fam club um youtube what else x uh everywhere uh, subscribe follow us and the website and all of those social medias is the best way right now and the merch is all on the website we're going to also be selling our vinyl on there when that first issue comes out and doing some specialty vinyl and and whatnot but that's the best way or just google kurt dimer and all kind, kinds of stuff will come up my red carpet debut for halloween nice my, death picture yeah it's great it's just crazy whirlwind the last three years so well it's awesome man and we're, we're certainly glad to meet you certainly come back when the when the movie is ready to be released we'd love to we'd oh, love to awesome. have you come back on and talk that'd about awesome. it and you know maybe oh, we do I'd a premiere or something on online or something <laughs> i'd love to i'd love to do that very it's cool a, it's an it's an honor just to be on your show now so oh. I, a, a sugar smack and tickles off offshoot perhaps <laughs> yeah side franchise we'll talk about yeah that. yeah i got to see what this sugar smack looks like oh, oh no you don't no you don't <laughs> i hate fucking sugar smack I... <laughs> no i'm happy i'm happy to come on anytime and uh, look cool, i look forward to meeting you chris 
yeah uh, it's gonna be great here in the next week or two so yeah we'll definitely hook up at the show and you know we'll talk and we'll we'll see what we come up with but cool. for right now let's let's wrap this one up um one more time it is kurt dimer uh d-e-i-m-e-r look him up and buy something people don't be cheap lazy fucks and stream buy cheap. something yeah, you can st stream our music anywhere and follow us on Spotify, all that stuff. So You know what? Stream it from your CD player. How's that? Buy yeah. something. Buy something. <laughs> Wear a shirt while you're streaming it that says Kurt Dimer on it. You know, do, yeah. do these guys a solid. They're out there. They're out there busting their ass. So. So, all right, Kurt, no, well, we're going to wrap it up. We're going to play that. We're going to play a, a clip from the video of Doom. And, Kurt, thanks so much for joining us here on Chris hey, Thank Present. you, guys. Thank you for having me. Without you guys, we couldn't get our music out there. So thank you very much, both of you. And it's a pleasure to meet you both. Yeah, absolutely, bro. Well, here it is. it is. It is Doom. It is thanks. Kurt Dimer right here on Chris Aiken Presents. Thank you, Your brain! Fire to consume Check the sign